0: June 6, 1944, D-Day, 5,000 Allied ships, 175,000 Allied troops embarked on the greatest invasion in modern warfare. These men were under no delusion. They were headed for a beach party on the French coast. They knew they were headed for a heavily fortified coastline and a very determined enemy. How did they prepare for this monumental task that lay before them? They trained and trained and trained some more. They mastered the weapons they would employ. They poured over intelligent reports to determine the strengths and weaknesses of the enemy. They studied tactics and maneuvers over and over until they became second nature. These men were ready when they hit the beach. Just like these men, we are at war. Sadly, most of us don't realize it. Paul tells us in Ephesians 6:12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. The enemy we face is fiercer and more cunning than the enemy these men encountered on the beaches of Normandy. And the consequences are far greater. How do we win this battle? First, we have to acknowledge the war exists and be willing to engage the enemy. Second, we have to train and be vigilant. In spiritual warfare, this training is called discipleship. We are going to start with men's discipleship training. We're formulating the battle plan now and we'll share the details when we're ready to step off. Keep your eyes on the church website and social media for details. God is looking for a lot of good men men who are willing to drop into a hot landing zone and take the fight to the enemy. The mission objectives and enlistment papers will be on the way shortly for those who are willing to answer the call.
1: Good morning, folks. I'm Brad Rathbun. Uh, Harold has asked me to, to lead a uh, uh, a program for men's discipleship. Um, but we do invite you to come out this Saturday for men's breakfast at 830, where we'll talk a little more in depth about the program and, and what we uh, intend to, to do. Uh, the study we're going to be doing is called Get Real. It's a program uh, through Christian Leadership Concepts, uh, outfit down in Nashville, Tennessee. It's a national organization, but that's what we're going to do, and we're going to discuss that in a little more detail on Saturday morning. So we encourage you to come out to the breakfast. We'll talk about it, and uh, hopefully we'll get you to uh, go to the church website, get signed up for the program, and we'll probably be kicking off probably mid to late February, just depending on how things go. But uh, look forward to seeing you Saturday morning. Thank you.
2: Well, good morning, everyone. It's nice and brisk outside, so it's good to see you. It's nice and warm in here. Let's stand up together and uh, turn around and yell at somebody and tell them that you are happy to see them in church this
3: morning. shakes the whole earth with holy thunder and leaves us breathless in all in wonder, the king of glory, the king of all kings. This is amazing grace. This is a family light that you my cross, you laid down your life, that I would be set free, oh, Jesus, I sing for all that you've done for me, who brings our king? Back into order. Who makes it open? A son and daughter. The king. i i hey. I sing for all that you've done for me. We're singing that bridge again.
2: you guys have a seat
4: good morning Burlington Baptist Church both here and online we just want to say welcome to you if you happen to be watching online you're not forgotten and we love the opportunity just to come into your home each Sunday morning and we thank you for joining us if it's your first time or you haven't been online with us before don't hesitate to leave us a message down in your comment area and just let us know you're watching if you have any questions about the church don't hesitate to ask us those questions either and someone for our staff will be reaching back out to you immediately but if you're in the house today especially nice you need some it's always a bad thing when you can feel Danny walking up behind you yeah I didn't know what you were creeping up but yeah I know you're a creeper I mean you do you know but if you're in the house today we're just glad to see you and Just to let you know, especially if you're a guest today, we have everything set up for you. If you need anything, don't hesitate to ask our great greeting system and our people out there in the foyer. They will point you in the right direction of anything that you might need. You know, sitting there and thinking about this week. uh, Last night I was sitting in my chair and all of a sudden my phone started to ding. And it's one of those things that when you're a pastor, you know what I'm talking about. You know, it's 9.30, 10 o'clock at night, and you're going, oh, you know, I really don't want to look at this. I don't know if something's blown up at the church. I don't know if, you know, somebody needs this, because both things have happened. And uh, when I picked up my phone, it was from Kyle. And Kyle was reaching out to me from Indonesia, and I forgot the fact that it was 9.30 in the morning over there. So he doesn't think about it, you know. Sometimes he sends me messages at 1 o'clock in the afternoon his time. And that's never a good thing either because that's 1 o'clock my time at night. And uh, as I was sitting there and I was looking at the phone, he wanted to share with me this and share this with you, that they are celebrating that another member of that family that had come to know Jesus has committed to Jesus Christ and they're going to dunk them today. I think it was today. So, you know, I know they're probably watching if they are um guys we love you and we are happy to do anything that we can for you um this week i'm going to do something a little bit different we do it a couple of times i'm going to ask you that if you want to get a card and send it to them um and you can drop it by the office and i'm going to try to get the package sent out by wednesday but drop just a little card just reaching out to them doesn't have to have any gifts or anything in it just encouragement and stuff like that they'd love to hear from us but if you want to drop that by the office this week I'll stick that down in the package that we're getting ready to send them this week and it's just a way just to show their love and let them know that the cold old Burlington Baptist Church is still behind them 100 percent so think about that if you're online and you're watching that and you want to do the same if you want to um, email us or send us some messages, we can print them out and put them in that box also. So I just thought that would be a nice gesture for them this week. So as we get ready for worship today, again, uh, we're praising God today. We have baptisms in the second service, and we know that that's going to be a blessing to watch uh, two people as they've come to start their journey with Christ. But as we get ready for worship this morning, let's just join together for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you. And in this new year, there are so many blessings. And I know that there are so many things that we can turn our eyes to in this world that just show negative and anger and and all that stuff that we we, uh, just have thrown before us each day. But Father, today we claim this time and we know that you're sitting on the throne. And Father, in these times, the world and all the uh, upheaval and all the things that seem to be going on, Father, we know you do have a plan. And for us, uh, your lowly servants here on earth, Father, we just ask that you use us in a mighty way. Help us in our understanding, help us in our dedication to you, and help us always to be on service for you, meaning that we need to be sharing Jesus Christ wherever we are. It becomes more evident to us each day, Father, that this is a lost world. And as we think about those things, draw our attention back onto what we need to do for you. And how we can serve you so in this time as we've gathered together this morning we thank you for that freedom we thank you for the ability just to join together and worship whether we're warm bodies in the house this morning or whether we're watching online in this service father we just ask that you be with us and you guide and direct our thoughts today let your Holy Spirit move through us and change us in a mighty way And we pray all these things in the precious name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ amen
2: One quick thing i wanted to mention to you guys is we are racetrack ministry uh we're providing meals to the racetrack ministry and they're um asking for donations for that this week so if you feel led to do that um that's going to be kind of an ongoing thing and i think they're going to prepare the food here and um kind of take it to them so um if you could look into that that would be good and then Lindsay's going to read a scripture verse for us this morning so would you stand with us
3: Amen. my Egypt, And you took me by the hand And you marched me out in freedom Into the promised land And now I will not forget you, God I'll sing of all you've done Death is swallowed up forever By the fury of your love Cause you stepped into my Egypt And you took me by the hand you marched me out in freedom, into the promised land. And now I will not forget you, God, i will seen of all you've done. that this swallowed up forever by the purest.
2: Have a seat for a few minutes. Um, So I have had the pleasure of being able to watch kind of our group grow um, kind of confidence-wise. And now I don't even ask uh, to put songs in that they sing. I just kind of do it and surprise them where they used to kind of give me dirty looks. But now they just kind of go with the flow. And uh, if you've noticed, every week one of the team has kind of had a song to lead and they just kind of go with it. So um, I just i am very, very blessed. And Courtney's going to lead us in this one.
5: Father, we, we pray what we just sang, that you would awake our souls, Lord, we want to sing praises to you, Lord, you're good, you're worthy of us lifting our voices and directing our mind and attention to you, and we pray that in the next few minutes we might be able to look upon your word and may Christ be glorified, Lord, would you change lives today, and Lord, if there's someone who's lost, we pray you would save them. Remove distractions from our hearts this morning so we can think upon Jesus, and I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We're in Psalm 63 this morning. Psalm 63, we're in a series called Turning Our Eyes Upon Jesus. And uh, listen, last week was another uh, week where it was easy to get distracted. And uh, in the midst of the chaos, we need to look to Christ. And, uh, And so I think Psalm 63 is so appropriate... Uh, David, King David, was going through a difficult time, and, and yet in the midst of the chaos, he, he looks to God, and so Psalm 63, if you find that place, I invite you to stand, and we'll honor God's word as we think about getting to know the one who loves us. Uh, I want to thank those of you who took the 3 by 3 challenge and started calling some people. I, I called several people this week, and they, they told me different people had called them, and sometimes they don't know who they were, and, uh, but I think that's always neat to uh, for you guys to call each other and check on each other, and so continue to do that. Uh, if, you, if you haven't got in on it yet, you're welcome to. Uh, call three people three times a week and just check and see how they're doing. But Psalm 63, O oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory. Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. In your name I will lift up my hands. My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food. And my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the watches of the night. For you have helped, you have been my help. And in the shadows of your wings I will sing for joy. My soul clings to you and your right hand upholds me. All right, you can be seated and... This, uh, we'll jump right in there. This is a psalm of David. That means that it's written by King David. And uh, David was in the wilderness, it tells us, uh, in the wilderness of Judah. And most likely, he is running for his life because of the rebellion of his son Absalom. If you want to read more about that, that's in 2 Samuel 15-19. through 19. And uh, Absalom rebels against King David and is going to try to take over the kingdom. And uh, this is a, a beautiful song that shows us David's deep longing for God. Now, we know that David is described as a man after God's own heart. And uh, church, I, I don't know about you, but I want to have a heart for God like that. And I, I, I want you to have that kind of heart for, for God. And I, I tried to evaluate my own affections for Jesus this week. And, and in light of all that, that Jesus has done for me in giving his life on the cross to, to save me, I... Listen, I don't, I don't talk about Jesus enough. I, I think maybe we all would say that. We talk about a lot of stuff, uh, but little do we talk about Jesus sometimes. And I, I suggest if you evaluated your conversations this past week, I I wonder how much time you gave to, to talking about uh, the one who gave his life to, to save you. And so I pray that this sermon might be a sermon that changes our lives and changes the life of the church. and. I really pray that the Spirit would use this sermon to fuel our passions to know Christ more intimately and to to love Him more passionately. And so David says, Oh God, You are my God. Earnestly I seek You. My my soul thirsts for You. And so I want to encourage us to do four things this morning in adoration of the One who loves us. First of all, let's earnestly pursue the Lord. David says... Oh God, you are my God. He, he doesn't say you are a God. He, it's personal to David. He says, You're my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirst for you. I, I just love David's appetite for God. And he's in the wilderness. It's a dry and barren land, as it says. And, and I'm sure he had a physical thirst for water, but he has even more of a consuming thirst for God. A few Wednesday nights ago, we were talking about fasting in Matthew 6. And, and fasting is, 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 involves the absence of food, which our flesh desires. The absence of food with a spiritual purpose. And ultimately, fa- we fast simply because we want God more than we want anything that this world has to offer. And so David says, I will seek you earnestly. New King James Version here says, I'll seek you early. But both of these communicate eagerness and, and earnest Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen says that if you seek me you'll find me when you search for me with all your heart and so often people will say well I just I just want to know what God wants me to do listen church seek him there is a promise that if we diligently seek him we will find him and his will if we pursue him earnestly now, this psalm is so rich. David says, my soul thirst for you, for you, God. And so God is his pursuit. There are 17 personal pronouns for God in these verses. And so David wanted God. And uh, Jesus invites us to, to come to him and, and, and for satisfaction. Uh, David so couldn't be satisfied with physical water or anything else for that matter. Jesus said in John 7, 37, and 38, If anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the Scriptures have said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. And so again, Jesus invites us to come to him and find satisfaction for our soul, temporal and, and not just temporal, but eternal satisfaction. Jeremiah 2, 13 says, For my people have committed two evils, Here's what God's people have done. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living water, and they'd hold out cisterns for themselves, broken cisterns that can hold no water. And so, church, we we live in a day where we try to satisfy ourselves with so many counterfeits and idols, whether it's recreation or pleasure or money or position or power, all, all kinds of things we try to satisfy ourselves with, and yet we find that David has learned mainly by experience, but he has learned where to look for satisfaction. And he says, my flesh faints, or my flesh yearns for you. And we notice that in verse 1, David speaks of his soul and his, and his flesh. He He's saying that my whole being yearns for God. Now we know, if we're honest, that our flesh most often longs after the things of the world. The Bible speaks of the, the lust of the flesh and And yet, David says, I long for God with all that's within me. And I was just thinking, we we live a time in history where we have so much at our disposal. Every luxury imaginable, extreme comfort, so much glitter and gadgets and gaming and stuff. And we don't realize that we're in a dry and weary land. We think we're in a land of provision and prosperity. And you know the suicide rates and depression rates are increasing like crazy. Uh, They were increasing before COVID came along, but around 50,000 people take their lives in America every year. 50,000 people. The national suicide rate has increased 33% from 1999 to 2017. It's gone even crazier last year. American suicides are now at their highest point in 50 years. Suicide is the second leading cause of death for Americans under 35. And so we find David in the wilderness, but his heart was seeking God. Verse two, so I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory. I, I think sanctuary here is speaking of a place of corporate worship and, and David misses the experience of the experience of worshiping God together with God's people. And I, I think about so many of our folks. They miss the privilege of coming together for corporate worship. And for some of our folks, it's been since March since they've been able to do that. And, and I'm thankful for live streaming, but, but it's just not hardly the same. And so there's something so very special about gathering together with God's people to sing praises to Jesus. And, and I look forward to, forward to the day where the room is full again and the family's back together. And Now, Jesus is sometimes referred to as the greater David. And it's interesting, in uh, Matthew 4, if you remember at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, uh, he goes into the wilderness, and he spends 40 days in the wilderness, and and then Satan comes and tries to tempt him with the things of the world, and and he says, Jesus, you know, you're hungry. Turn these stones into, into bread. And in Matthew 4, 4, Jesus says, No, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God and then Satan offered him the glory of this world and power and and rulership and Matthew 4 10 says be gone Satan you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve David says I I've seen you in the sanctuary in the tabernacle and uh, but even in the wilderness I can still behold your power and your glory I, David had an appetite for God and May God graciously give us uh, an appetite for Jesus. Verse 3, your steadfast love is better than life. My lips will praise you. And so not only should we earnestly pursue the Lord, but but secondly, we should enthusiastically praise the Lord. David says in verse 3, my lips will praise you. Verse 5, my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. Here's kind of the the pattern we got in verse 3. David says, because of your steadfast love is better than life, because of your love, I will praise you with my lips. In verse 5, similar, Uh, God, you, you satisfy my soul as with fat and rich food, and my response is, my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. David has found God to be better than life itself. Listen, God alone can satisfy. And and as such, David offers this enthusiastic praise to God. Listen to what John Piper writes about delighting in God. John Piper has a, a book that he's had out for years called Desiring God. But he said, David wanted God more than he wanted life. And if you want God more than you want life, then you want God more than you want all the joys of this life. Family, health, food, friendship, sexual relations, job satisfaction, productivity, books, skateboards, computers, music, homes, sunsets, fall colors. When David says that the love of God is better than life, and therefore better than all the beauty that life means, he's not denying that all these good things come from the love of God. He is warning us, rather, that if our hearts settle, even gratefully, on the beauty of the gift and do not yearn for the infinitely greater beauty of the giver then we are idolaters and not worshipers of God so we have to ask ourselves do we love the gifts or do we love the giver of all those gifts more which do we love the most and piper continues i wonder whether this is why we cannot do without the wilderness experiences of life we we don't like wilderness experiences But but Piper says, if all of life were a paradise, as so many people think it should be, and as so many try to make it, then would we not much more often become addicted to savoring the gifts of God rather than God? Surely that is why Jesus said it's hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And surely that's why he takes his loved one again and again through the desert fires. He would disenchant us with the world and give us a taste for eternity. And so we, we listen to David, and he, he doesn't stop with his lips and his mouth in praise for God. Verse 4, I will bless you as long as I live. In your name I will lift up my hands. Now, some of you like to lift up your hands in worship, and, and others don't feel comfortable doing that. That's okay. But, but David wanted to praise God, so he lifted up his voice, and he lifted up his hands. Psalm 134, verse 2, lift up your hands to the holy place and bless the Lord. Or these words of David in Psalm 143, 6, I stretch out my hands. Paul said in 1 Timothy 2, 8, I desire that in every place the men should pray, lifting holy hands without anger or quarreling. And so I was was working on this a little more yesterday, and I began to think about, you know, when we're watching football and our team scores, uh, the referees, they raise their hands. And sometimes we do that. And and when our team pops a a three, we we raise our hands, or they slam a dunk, or we high-five each other, and... Our hands reveal so much about our feelings and our emotions. And, and sometimes if you make me angry, i come on. We, we put those hands up, don't we? And sometimes we, we uh, in regards to God, we lift our hands in, in desperation and we say, help me, Lord, or, or I surrender, or sometimes I love you so much. Now, David was able to, to, to lift his hands to God and say, you are so beautiful and so glorious and so powerful. And so he said, I'll lift up my voice with joyful lips. I'll raise my hands with joy. You know, in 2 Samuel 6, 14, David danced before the Lord with all of his might. Now, we Baptists, we don't do that. But I I think it might be good for us if we got excited enough about the Lord that we just had to do a little dance for Jesus. And listen, he is worthy of the praise from our tongues, from our hands, everything we got. Verse 6, when I remember you upon my bed and meditate upon you in the watches of the night. And so thirdly, let's enduringly ponder the Lord. How often do we just ponder the glory and the grandeur of our great God? You know, we spend a lot of time pondering upon stuff. How much time do we ponder upon the one who created us? The one who loves us the most? The one who gave his life so that we might be saved. The one who gave his life as a, a ransom to redeem us. The the one who's coming back to get us. The one who is preparing a, a place in eternity for us. David apparently pondered on the Lord, and as he lay there in the night, in the watches of the night, it says, he, he thought about God. As he drifted in and out of sleep, the, the first thought that came to his mind was, was God and the goodness and the love of God and the faithfulness of God. And you know those nights when your hearts are troubled? You ever have those kind of nights and uh, the cares of the world are heavy upon you? And you know that we're invited as Christians to take that all to Jesus and cast all of our cares upon Him and He cares for us. And uh, Listen, something that I learned a long time ago, I, I, I don't like to lose sleep. Anybody like to lose sleep? If I wake up in the night and I begin to think about something, I, I just remind myself that God never sleeps or slumbers. And I just cast my cares upon Him and, and I say, Thank you, God. And I'm going to go back to sleep. And you're good and gracious and kind and you're sovereign and you got it. And, and no need for me staying awake about it. Just give it, to, give it to Him. So, what did David ponder upon? Verse 3 His steadfast love. That, that word there is hesed. It's the mercy of God, the graciousness of God, the loving kindness of God. He, he thought about the fact that, uh, in verse 7, that God has been my help, or my helper. Now, David could certainly testify to the fact that God had been faithful and had protected him and helped him. And, I mean, David is the one who fought Goliath. And David is the one who ran from Saul for years. And, and now his son Absalom is chasing him. And David, is, he's hidden in caves and, and in the wilderness and, and sometimes had to escape to foreign lands. And, you know, it was David that the people said Saul has killed his thousands and David his ten thousands enabled David to have that kind of success God, God was his help and so David's able to say there in verse 7 in the shadow of your wings I will sing for joy in the protective shadow and shelter of his almighty wings and then David goes further in verse 8 my soul clings or cleaves your right hand upholds me and so as David meditates upon the Lord, he basically says, listen, I'm not going to let go of God no matter what happens. Why? Because your right hand opposed me. The right hand is the, is the hand of strength and power. And, and uh, David says, I cling to you because I know you got me. I know you're holding me. I know you've been holding me my whole life. Church, we can have that same confidence if we have come in faith and trust to Jesus john 10 jesus says john ten twenty seven, my sheep hear my voice and i know them and they follow me and i give them eternal life and they shall never perish neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hands my father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hands listen that's our security and that's our confidence now you say well why is all this so important listen when we love and adore Jesus above all else, then we'll want to obey Him and serve Him and share Him with others. It it all starts, though, with our affections for Him. So much is going on in David's life. He's running for his life. He's in a barren wilderness, and yet his highest priority is seeking the Lord. So verse 1, earnestly I seek you. My lips will praise you. I will bless you as long as I live. In your name, I will lift up my hands. My, my soul clings to you. And so David made it a priority to adore his God, to spend time alone with God, to grow in intimacy with God. He delighted in God. When I was in college, I uh, had a full load of classes, and I worked uh, on the weekends I worked at Walmart. And uh, one day I met this young lady at Walmart, And, uh, man, I wanted to spend time with her. And uh, it wasn't a duty. It was a delight. And so what I realized is that during the week I had to study hard and work hard and and make time for her. And it's the same way with God. Listen, if we love God like we say we do, we will make time to spend with Him. And not not because the preacher says we should, but because He's the, the, the delight of our lives. And listen, church, we'll pursue holiness, not because the preacher says we should, but because we know our Lord is holy and He desires us to be holy. And we'll guard our prayer time, not so we can check it off on a box, but because we love Him and we need Him and we want to spend time with Him. And we'll guard our our time in the Word. Again, not to check off a box, but because we know that this is His letter to us and we want to know Him. And we'll make time to worship and praise Him Not out of obligation, but as an expression of our love You know what's the problem with many of the... You know, before COVID, what we had to talk about Before COVID, the average church member came to church 1.8 times a month You, you see, there's something wrong with our adoration of God Because when we adore God, it's not, it's not hard to come and worship Him It's the desire of our heart and David had that kind of desire. David says, I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the watches of the night. Here it sounds like David maybe has taken a stroll down memory lane with God, and, and he, he remembers some things. He remembers going out to, to face Goliath. 1 Samuel 17, 45, David said to Goliath, You come to me with sword and a spear and with a javelin, <laughs> but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. David remembers God's faithfulness, and, and for some reason, we, we so often, we want to remember the bad stuff. You offended me, or you angered me, or, or I'm still bitter, or I'm not forgiving what you did. Or, and people say all the time, I just can't help it. I think about it all the time. Yes, you can't help it. Yes, you can the Scripture says, take every thought captive for the sake of Christ. And so if you've got thoughts coming into your head that aren't pleasing to God, then you push eject. And Philippians 4 eight says, think on things that are true and honorable and just and pure and lovely and commendable and excellent and worthy of praise. Think about those things. We, we have to guard our minds, and when the things come to our minds that aren't in that category, then we get rid of them, and we think upon the things. That, listen, if you want something to think upon, think upon Jesus and how good he is and how glorious he is and how faithful he's been. And listen, well, why don't we remember the Lord and his faithfulness? Why don't we meditate upon his power and his goodness and his faithfulness? Listen, it would change our outlook. It would change our desires. It would change our worry into trust. It would change our fleshly desires into pursuits of holiness. It would change our conversations into witness and praise. Might I encourage you to contemplate more upon the Lord? Get in the Gospels and read about Jesus. and There are all kinds of books. I I could help you with that. One of my favorites is J.I. Packer's Knowing God. Get you a book that talks about God and the goodness of God and and contemplate Him. And Listen, I know myself, I want to spend more time adoring my Lord. I want to spend more time in the Gospels getting to know Jesus. Uh, Some of you need to turn the news off and get in the Word. I do. Many of us would benefit from that. When you get anxious about what's going on around you, get, get in the Word. And the last point is kind of a point of summary, but eternally prize the Lord. Verse 5, my soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food uh, and marrow. Da- David is satisfied in God. Oh, He might be running for his life, but yet his soul is at rest. Now, we all know how satisfying a good meal can be. David compares the satisfaction of God as satisfaction with the richest food available. Listen, Jesus is better than a big juicy T-bone with chocolate cake for dessert. He's better than that. He's more satisfying than that. David says that his soul is more satisfied in his thoughts of God because he has been feeding on the best of the best. Feasting our hearts and minds on the Lord is a, is a royal banquet. And so in the context here, David is fleeing for his life and, and we might expect David to, to be in an emotional mess and yet we find him at peace and filled with joy and not because of the present circumstances but he's with God. And so make sure we get this. David's joy is not based on his circumstances. Yet get end the end of verse 11. But the king shall rejoice in God and listen, I know some of you are weary and uh, this, this virus has carried on longer than we expected and politics is about to kill us and there's quarantines and there's worry and, and some of you are going through difficult circumstances. But listen, if you know Jesus and you know him personally, then you can live with joy. David's son, his own son was leading a rebellion against him. His kingdom was falling apart. But he had the Lord and the faithful love of the Lord And and so in the midst of all that He could sing praises and rejoice in God Listen, we just went through Job Job lost everything that one day And yet he was able to say The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away Blessed be the name of the Lord And so as we close this morning how, How is it with you and the Lord? I'm not asking you what you're doing for the Lord Listen, I know from personal experience it's easy to get our work ahead of our worship. It's easy to be busy for Christ without growing in Christ. And so I want to ask you, have you been seeking after God? Do you need to be a little more intentional in adoring the one who loves you the most? As I close this morning, i would ask you just to bow your heads for just a moment of reflection. and I just want you to know God loves you. God created man as the pinnacle of his creation, and he gave man everything he needed. He put him in a perfect environment, and, and, and we know the story. Man chose to do it his way, and man's a sinner. You and I are sinners. Our sin has consequences. Our sin separates us from God. Our sin condemns us to hell, and yet God, who is rich in mercy and, and love, uh, he came on a rescue mission, and he went to a cross and took our sins upon himself, and he died in our place, and he was buried, and he rose again, and listen, he offers to save us and to give us eternal life. church, that's the glorious gospel. Nobody loves you like Jesus. And so how have you responded to his love? Have you responded in faith and trust? Is he Lord? Have you responded in adoration and praise? Do you need to adjust some of your priorities? Do you need to follow Him in baptism? Do you need to be a part of a a church? Do you need to seek Him a little more? Father, we pray this morning that, that we would be a people who adore You above all else. Lord, may our adoration of You be so strong that that we spend more time pondering you and your goodness. We spend more time talking about you and you become our favorite subject. We begin to light in talking about Jesus instead of sports or Jesus instead of politics and Jesus instead of all the other. Lord, may you do a work in our lives where you become our greatest satisfaction. And Father, I pray you might save some this morning. Lord, I, I pray that we've been reminded of how much you love us, how good you are. And I pray that some might turn from their sins and believe upon Jesus this morning. And I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Will you stand? And if you need to respond in some way, I invite you to do that this morning.
2: have a seat for a few minutes
5: amen amen what about if you just took some time today just to meditate on that that God loves us like crazy does that bless you just to know God loves you I want you to know that God loves you he loves you and uh Brad's gonna come and introduce our deacons for this year Brad you go ahead
1: come on up guys had a weak moment and elected me chair of the, de- the Deacons. I don't know why, but uh, first I want to introduce the, the co-chair, Jim Westfall here. He's the brains of the outfit. Um, we aren't all here, so what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna uh, read off of the list of names here, and as I read your name, if you just raise your hand. Most of you know these guys, but we just wanna make sure that for those that don't, that you, that they, you know who they are and um, you know what we're here to do, and, and we are here as deacons to support the vision that Harold has for this church and to serve you. So that's why we want you to know who they are. So if there's a need, you can come to us and we can help you in whatever way we possibly can. But uh, first off, these are the gentlemen who will be, this is their last year of their three-year term. Uh, Trey Huffman, I don't think Trey is here. Um, Kevin Keith. Kevin's not here either. Uh, Myself, Troy Robinson, and Bill Sharp, Jim Westball, and then those in their second year of the three year terms Rod Ball, um, Clint Hoskins, I don't believe Clint is here, uh, Steve Lilly, Chip Ramsey, Chip's not with us this morning, Uh, Jason Wallace, who is not here. And uh, John White, John is, not also, is also not here. And those who are coming on this year, the first year of the three-year terms, Gary Anderson, um, <laughs> Kevin Bush, Kevin's down there, um, Barry Foreman, Barry's not here, Scott Rassenfoss is not here, Jason Scroggin, and Mike Stork. So, folks, again, we're here to serve you, so don't be afraid to come up and, and ask us whatever, whatever you need, and we'll do our best to help you out. So, Harold, anything? All right, thanks, folks.
2: Of course, like always, the Dollar Club, the clear boxes on the way out. And we have a Next Steps class on... January 24th um, at noon, it's right after, right after church. So um, if you know anyone or you'd be interested in that, uh, there's a sign-up online or you can let Joanne or one of us know and we'll get you signed up. But uh, it's a good little class and you get to meet everybody if you're new here, or if you've been visiting or whatever. We would love to have you in there. Other than that, let's pray together. Lord, we just thank you so much for this opportunity to come into your house and worship, Lord, and just to learn a little bit more about how much you love us. Lord, we just, uh, I think, sometimes take that for granted. So, Lord, as we go out through the week, have us every day think about just the, the sacrifice that you made for us and the amount of love that you give us, Lord, and just help us to give that to somebody else. And as always, Lord, help us to just go out and spread the gospel. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.